And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. Here he is, Michael Savage. Does, does the president know what elective surgery the secretary had, even though the American people don't know? And does he know what his current symptoms are and his current health condition is? I know that the president had an opportunity to talk to Secretary Austin uh, a couple of days ago. Wish him well, get uh, that conversation. And, uh, and I don't know the level of the president's personal knowledge of his medical uh, situation and then that would really be between be between the, the two men as we begin today we see the mystery of the secretary of defense has not yet been resolved uh, defense secretary austin was in the hospital for a very serious medical event and did not inform the so-called president of the so-called united states trump tells biden to fire lloyd austin Lloyd Austin was never qualified for this job. Everybody knows that. Uh, accuses defense sec of improper professional conduct, dereliction of duty. Should have, been, should have been dismissed a long time ago, according to former President Donald Trump. And he's calling on President Joe Biden to fire Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin for the delayed announcement about his hospitalization. Uh, let's leave it at that. What can I say about it that you don't already know? Why was this man made defense secretary? Well, I guess the same reason that Ms. Gay was made president of Harvard University. But this is a separate issue. You're dealing with the Defense Department, not a university here. So the man disappears and is missing for a week. And his boss, Joe Biden, doesn't know where he was. Well, I don't think Biden would have known even if they told him. But he's performed poorly as defense secretary. He should have been dismissed a long time ago, along with the General Mark Milley, for uh, different reasons, according to President Trump. In particular, the catastrophic surrender in Afghanistan, which was the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. I agree with, uh, well, I wouldn't say the most embarrassing one of them. But what was Lloyd Austin hiding his hospitalization for? Why did he hide it? Savage. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax sheltered IRA in gold and it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898.
1.98. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Fact is, more information is trickling out about Defense Secretary Lloyd, uh, I call him Lord Austin, being admitted to the hospital's intensive care unit for days and didn't disclose it to the president, didn't disclose it to the National Security Advisor, nor members of Congress, nor the public. So who is Austin? And why does he think he's above the law? And who was running the military while he was away? Well, a girl, a woman who has never fired a BB gun, who was on vacation herself in Puerto Rico, was running the Defense Department. You listening to this? This is unbelievable. This is while the Houthis were targeting U.S. ships in the Red Sea. This is on the same day the U.S. military had conducted a drone strike that killed an Iran-backed militia leader in Iraq. Who ordered the strike? Barbara Streisand? The Pentagon is out of control. Tell me what's in control under Joseph Biden. Unbelievable. Well, what else is in the news? Let's turn to Newsmax.com. $1.59 trillion government funding breakthrough may avert shutdown. Oh, really? The gangsters at the last second have averted a shutdown. I'm shocked. The gangsters running America have agreed to screw the American public one way or the other. In a letter to colleagues, House Speaker Mike Johnson had said Sunday it will secure $16 billion in additional spending cuts from the previous agreement brokered by then-Speaker Kevin McCarthy and President Joseph Biden and is $30 billion less than what the Senate was considering, meaning they shaved a little bit off the top to make the schmucks, me, the taxpayer, and you, to go along with it. Unable to agree on the 12 annual bills needed to fund the government for the fiscal. Of course they're going to fund the budget. I made a report on uh, on Twitter. I, I read an, um, a website that nobody else in the media seems to get, which is very interesting. And uh, I found that they just bought themselves a $70 million private jet. <laughs> the Defense Department, the U.S. Army rather, bought themselves... <laughs> A $70 million private jet. Here it, is, here it is on my Twitter feed, at a savage nation. U.S. Army buys private jet for $67 million. Says it's for, secu- <laughs> for security programs. A beautiful jet. Um, so we're worried about China, Russia, the southern border, and they bought themselves a nice jet for the secretary of the army. Is there no end to the deviousness and the greed? So I get it from a certain um, private jet site. And the headline was, uh, U.S. Army buys private jet. They bought themselves a beautiful bombardier jet at a fi- on a fixed-price contract, <laughs> procuring a global 6,500 jet with options to pur- purchase two additional aircraft over three years. And here's what they're going to use it for, we're told. Not for junkets to Epstein's Island, of course. Quote, these aircraft will support the prototyping efforts for the high-accuracy detection and exploitation system known as HADES. 
<laughs> That's a good acronym, Hades. The Hades prototypes will be the first U.S. Army-owned large cabin business jets used for aerial intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance platforms. <laughs> and provide advanced deep-sensing capabilities for multi-domain operations against peer and near-peer adversaries. Does anyone know what that means? Can anyone explain to me what that actually means? Used for aerial intelligence, surveillance, and recovery. Yeah, you know what it's for. It's to get themselves from one point to the other around the world. And uh, they're explaining it, saying it'll help the Army better understand the doctrine training personnel facilities and sustainment needed to use <laughs> the improved sensors and aircraft the program will bring. I have no idea what that means. I have no idea. According to Defense News, the Army is moving away from the antiquated guardrail turboprop planes to prepare for large-scale conflict with Russia and China. Ah, the service is looking for a plane with better speed, payload capacity, greater duration, and can see, detect, and target threats from a greater distance. A spokesmouth told Breaking Defense the contract award for the first plane is $66.4 million and has a value ceiling of $140 million, which would include the two additional aircraft. Okay. Why in the world do they need this? Why do they need this? Does anyone know why they need this? I don't. Well, what can I tell you? We've got to be quiet because they're the geniuses. They know what they need it for. So I found that and put it on my Twitter feed, and uh, I'm very glad the military now has a $67 million private jet for their security program, okay? Let's wish them the best. Let's move on to the next news item here uh, that's breaking around the uh, United States of America. Let's go to the next website, JerusalemPost.com. Israel-Hamas war, IDF advances in Gaza fighting, Hezbollah general killed. Huh. Netanyahu says Hezbollah got it wrong in 06 and is getting it wrong today. I say Netanyahu got it wrong and Netanyahu is the wrong man to lead Israel right now and he should be dismissed immediately. And if he cared about Israel, he would resign immediately. That's my opinion, though. Hezbollah senior commander killed an alleged Israeli drone strike. Hamas leaders did not take Israel's invasion of Gaza seriously, whatever that means. Red Cross urged to secure Gaza hostages' well-being. Yeah, good luck with the Red Cross. Hamas is using North Korean weapons in Gaza, says South Korea. Israeli far-left lawmaker joins Gaza genocide lawsuit what do you expect from an enemy within? Oh, my God. Israeli far-left lawmaker joins Gaza genocide lawsuit. Can you believe this? That's amazing. Even in Israel, they have enemies within. Member of the Hadash Ta'al party, Ofer Kasif, announced on Sunday that he would be joining a lawsuit against Israel in The Hague. You know what they could do with The Hague as far as concerned? They can make a cake out of The Hague for all I care. Let's go to the New York Post. For some more updates here on the, uh, oh, the Golden Globes, like I give a what? Are you kidding me? Why does anybody in the United States or the world care about these degenerate junkies? Golden Globes, Taylor Swift, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about them. I don't want to die. Alaska Airlines passengers sent final text to parents when door hub blew out at 16,000 feet. You heard about the Alaska Airlines plane that lost its door plug? Mid-flight, it's door plug. 
How does a door blow off on an almost brand new jet? Can anyone explain this to me, what's going on in America today? Uh, why don't we look into Boeing and see who's now been put in charge of uh, quality control, who's in charge of the engineering department without an engineering degree, and what other DEI plants have been put into major corporations? That's right. You don't like it. You know what you could do with it. What else is in the news? Alaska Airlines jets missing door plug found in Portland teacher's backyard. Ohio student 15 on drugs allegedly leaves teacher with severe brain injury. Really? Wow. Student 15, I'm sure he's on the way to Harvard after almost killing a teacher. Allegedly punched a teacher in the head while hallucinating on drugs. Well, that explains it. Leaving the teacher with a severe brain injury that required the removal of a skull cap. This high school student began acting distraught after he ingested an unknown drug. I give him life in, in, in prison. He punched a 60-year-old teacher in the head, caused brain injury, according to the Cincinnati Inquirer. Uh-huh. Well, who's the student? Oh, I'm sorry. Can't show a picture of the student. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a, he's a victim. I'm sure that the student is a victim, and uh, we have to be sympathetic to the poor student because the system failed the student uh, not the teacher. Let's move on to the next website. It's early in the morning here. Let's go to the old Drudge Report here and see what they have to say. Anti-Musk, anti-fears uh, grow over all-out Mideast war. Senior Hezbollah commander killed. Well, uh, Israel uh, wants to take on the whole world. I get they, they, The David and Goliath complex is at, at, wor at work here. Mid-air blowout puts Boeing back in the hot seat. I want to know who it was at Boeing who was in charge of quality control. That's what I want to know. Well, what can I tell you? We'll never find out. And Oppenheimer leads, wins the award, Oppenheimer. I haven't seen it yet. I don't intend to see it. I know who Oppenheimer was, and he was a great uh, man. What do I have to go to a movie for? New Epstein files set off fresh round of conspiracy theories. Who cares about Epstein? Do you? King Charles to withdraw Prince Andrew's security funding. Oh, are they out of date. Australia bans Nazi salute and public display of terror group symbols. German farmers block roads and nationwide protest over diesel tax plan. Russians shooting each other in leg to escape Putin. Why don't you talk about what the Ukrainians are doing to escape Zelensky? You know how many men have fled Ukraine to avoid being turned into a cannon fodder? Is DeSantis going to drop out this month? Uh, et cetera and so on. Shall I continue to read the news? There's nothing else to read to you here. You've seen it all. You've heard it all. It's depressing. We have a country that basically is out of control, being run by a phantom, a hologram in a basement. It's Jill Biden running the United States of America. And I'm not so sure that a social worker can run America that well. And that's the news. And now we'll go to the other depressing news that I have uh, recorded for you today on the Michael Savage podcast. And it's got a great title, by the way. Wonderful title I have for you today. Uh, you're going to hear now a time of total corruption and lies. That's all, folks. I'm Michael Savage with God's will and your uh, 
sponsorship or listenership, I shall return. Savage. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Trump plans to invoke the Insurrections Act, the Insurrection Act, which will allow him to deploy, which is not allowed to do in ordinary circumstances, allow him to deploy U.S. military forces on the streets of America. Hey there. I wore the mask for the moment, the Biden mask. One day he's got this face, the next day he's got that face. He's totally, he is totally, he's showing the signs of Parkinsonian dementia, which any second year medical student prior to DEI would have recognized as near as a few years ago. The shuffling gait, the inability, he doesn't know where he is. She had to lead him off the stage the other day. Then he didn't know where he was when he got off the helicopter. This is very sad and very dangerous. The King Has No Clothes was a fable written by uh, a genius quite a while ago. Where you weren't allowed to say the King Has No Clothes. And when someone said it, they were basically condemned by the government for saying the King Has No Clothes. He has no brain. The King Has No Brain. The best I can tell, it's Jill Biden running America. And God help us, because this PhD in sociology does not have the best interests of America at heart, in my estimation. So let me begin with a prayer for all of us today. It's a prayer that you say in the morning, according to religious Jews. I'm allowed to say religious and Jews together without being attacked and stoned by the Palestinians, the Arabs. And the communists amongst you, upon arising, you must be conscious of God, master of the universe. One would not remain lying in bed in the presence of a human king, and surely not in the presence of God. Therefore, one should say, I offer thanks immediately upon waking, awaking, for one will thereby be made aware of God's presence and will, be, and will rise quickly. See additional laws on page 580. In other words, you don't lay in bed. You're going to get in trouble if you lay in bed. And then you get up and you say, I offer thanks to you, living and eternal king, for you have mercifully restored my soul within me. Your faithfulness is great. And then you do the washing of the hands and the morning blessings. Blessed are you, Lord our God, king of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us concerning the washing of the hands. But here's an interesting one, which I have instructed you about in the past to show you why Jews have been great doctors for centuries. This is built into the morning prayers thousands of years ago. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has formed man in wisdom and created within him numerous orifices and cavities. It is revealed and known before the throne of your glory that if but one of them were to be blocked, <laughs> or one of them were to be opened, it would be impossible to exist even for a short while. Blessed are you, Lord, who heals all flesh and performs wonders. Now think about that morning prayer written thousands of years ago. Created us within him numerous orifices and cavities, revealed and known before the throne of your glory, that if one of them were to be blocked or one of them would be open, it would be impossible to exist even for a short while. So it's a miracle that we live every day. Anyone who's had a stroke or a heart attack understands that. Um Anyone who's cut themselves and almost bled to death knows that. Anyone who's been shot knows that. Anyone who's been in an accident knows that. The only people who don't know this are the politicians who live in their own world of deceit, narcissism, lies, hatred, and thievery. 
they think that they are gods. That's the danger this country is in. We are in a nation of total narcissism. My God, the soul which you have given within me is pure. You have created it. You have formed it. You have breathed it into me. You preserve it within me. You will eventually take it from me and restore it within me. Restore it within me in the time to come. So long as the soul is within me, I offer thanks to you, Lord, my God, and God, my fathers. Master of all works, Lord of all souls. Blessed are you, Lord, who restores souls to dead bodies. Amen. It's not an easy day for me to do this because the news is so horrendous where we have an overtly senile mean, you know, you think that when people become senile and old, that they necessarily become kinder. Some people, as they become senile, become meaner. Unfortunately, Joe Biden is in the latter category. As he has become increasingly senile, he's become more and more uh, violently angry and mean. The speech he gave the other day was shocking in his divisiveness its untruthfulness, and its hatefulness. He's in a dangerous state, very dangerous state. Dazed, confused, but still hateful, your president. First lady rushed to embrace, zoned out Biden after he finished the speech. It was frightening to watch. He gave a hate speech against Donald Trump and 80 million voters, and then didn't know where he was. And there came the social worker to uh, whisper in his ear. And later, as he was getting on or off Air Force One or Marine One, he didn't know where he was. It's frightening to watch this. In any sane nation, see, if we had a parliamentary system, he'd be gone. There'd be a call for an election, and he'd be voted out. If we had a sane politician, he would resign for the sake of the nation. But they don't care for the nation. Last night, I watched a, an episode of the uh, great series, The Sopranos where they take over the sporting goods store in this taquito bust out. And again, I was reminded of what this president and his minions are doing to this country, and not him alone. Look at the Republican, uh, Republican side. <clears throat> Most of them are also in the same exact category of the taquito bust out. If you haven't watched The Sopranos, it's a gangster movie, fictionalized, set in New Jersey, and the character is Tony Soprano, played by the great actor James Gandolfini. And uh, they have a, he has a friend he knew since high school who has a very successful sporting goods store. I don't mean a small store, a huge store. And the guy you know, makes a very good living, but he's a degenerate gambler. So he begs Tony to let him in on the high-stakes game. And Tony says, I forget the guy's name. He says, I don't want you in there because you're my friend. And he says, he begs Tony to let him in on the gambling, on the game. And he says to him, look, if you lose, you're going to have to pay. He says, I know, I know, I know. Well, as the script is written, the guy who owns the sporting goods store, loses big. And there you go. The, the mafia, the Sopranos, uh, become his partner in the sporting goods store. And they clean it out. They sell stuff out of the back. They steal things. And then they use the credit line to buy airline tickets to bust out the last element of credit. So in one of the last scenes, the owner of the store, who's Tony's old friend from high school, is sleeping in a tent in this almost abandoned empty store. And Tony's can't believe he is snoring. And he says, what are you doing here? And he says, I sleep here. It's better than facing my wife at home for what I did to her. And he says, Tony, why did you do this to me? Why did you let me gamble like this? And he says to him, because he said, 
That's what I do for a living. I rob people. And he said, you know the uh, story of the scorpion and the hare or the scorpion and, and whatever it is? He said, I'm the scorpion. And that is what this government has become in this country. The debt is unsupportable. They have busted out the United States of America. There is no credit line whatsoever. They are like the Stiquito bust out. I've been trying to tell you this. So what do we the people do? Then I saw something else today that I thought was worthy of note. Not, nothing together is, I'm not going to make everything match. I, I do a free association. And so the free association makes for a whole. I saw a beautiful little video on Twitter of a herd of elephants in a preserve. And they see a lion coming by. And you see the mature adult elephants form a circle to protect their young. And it makes you feel inside so many emotions. You cry for the elephants who are being slaughtered by the vermin in Africa, killing them for their ivory. So the vermin in China can have a little knickknack on a shelf. And then you think about the people trying to save the elephants. And then you think of the beauty of the elephants. And then you think about human beings. The instinct amongst adults is to protect the young. So when you go to a school board meeting to protect them from the degenerate scum doing the shows, the porno shows, the trans shows. You are now attacked by the federal government. The police will arrest you for protecting your children, which is your instinct. Think of the country you're living in now. Every instinct says protect the children from the degenerate vermin who are poisoning your children's minds with this trans propaganda. You go to the school board meetings and the government will crack down on you. So you reach a point where you say, you know what? I don't care. I'm protecting my children like that. Elephant does the young. That's my instinct. My God, if we had a leader, this wouldn't be going on. We don't have leadership. We have a demented criminal running the country. It's sickening for me to even have to say this over and over and over again. And if I were the only one saying it, of course, it would be one thing. More than half the country knows this. Even his supporters know he's senile. Say, so, well, what should they do? Put in Kamala, who's worse than him. She's not senile. She's just stupid and deranged. That's the Democrat Party today. And waiting in the wings is uh, Madame Pelosi, who still in the back of her mind thinks she could be president by some quirk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we go on. We, the people, have to go on. We have to get up in the morning, make our prayers, brush our teeth, wash our face, and think about making a living while the country melts down in total chaos. Savage. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Here in California, there is absolute anarchy. There is no structure whatsoever, no law, no order. None whatsoever. A group of teens smashed into a bakery store in Compton, California the other day. I couldn't believe my eyes. They smashed the doors open. It's owned by a Hispanic man whose grandfather or grandfather built it 50 years ago. They smash into this big bakery store in a Hispanic neighborhood, and they not only rob everything in there, but they trash the store, the teens many of whom are Hispanic, by the way. This was not a racial thing. 
this was a criminal thing. Now, of course, if we had a sane governor and a sane government, this wouldn't be happening because the penalty would be so high that these vermin would be tracked down, arrested and put in jail for five to 10 years. The same with the shoplifting. You could stop that tomorrow. You, you want to shoplift? Well, we're going to have a punishment for you. You're going to do hard time of one year if you're caught shoplifting more than $50 worth of material. Hard time for a year. End of shoplifting. Why are we living through such lawlessness? Wars going on, getting out of control in the Middle East, getting out of control between the madman in Ukraine and the Russian dictator. What do you think? Zelensky is the prize, the genius, the George Washington in his own mind. Wow. We keep sending him advanced weapons, which he then fires at Russians and the Russians then hit him, hit him hard. And I got to tell you this about the Russia, Ukraine thing. We know who the bad guy is. Putin should not have invaded. We know that, but he was provoked into it. We know that as well. Those who have studied it understand that there was peace between Ukraine and Russia. And then in 2014, John McCain with Victoria Nuland went over there and stirred up a revolution to overthrow a duly appointed leader of Ukraine who was pro-Russian. And there was peace in Ukraine between Ukraine and Russia. John McCain then went to Egypt to try to do the same thing in Egypt. John McCain, yeah, the war hero, that deranged old went to Egypt and tried to cause a revolution in Egypt, but couldn't succeed. But he succeeded in Ukraine. The Ukrainians elected a man named Zelensky, a man who played the piano with his penis. And uh, when he ran, this man Zelensky said he would not uh, want to engage in a war on Russia. He um, would not have Ukraine join NATO. He would not put missiles on the border with Russia. And then, of course, the Nazis in Ukraine who put him in power told him what to do. And then the rest is history. So they're at war. We have lawlessness at home. We have lawlessness abroad. And we, the people, are sitting here saying, what the hell can we do about it? And I thought about why am I even doing this? Maybe it is time for me to not do this anymore. I don't have to do this. I have a great podcast waiting that I did with Jeff Rovin. Jeff's a friend of mine. He's a brilliant guy who wrote all the Tom Clancy novels or the whole, whole series of them. I don't have to do this, but not doing it is not the answer for me either, but just doing it is not the answer for me either. I have my own problems to deal with. We all have to face our own problems. We have to face our own mortality. But when you see a nation dying in front of your eyes, you say every man counts. Every voice counts. You say, what can I do? I told you the fable. There's a West African proverb when a man says, what can I do? The answer is try to sleep in a room where there are three mosquitoes and you'll know what you can do. Try to sleep in a room where there are three mosquitoes flying around. You'll know what one man can do. So I have to get up. Even if it's only the effort of a mosquito, I will be the mosquito flying around doing the best I can as the nation decays socially and morally. The border is completely destroyed by this demented, uh, this demented president, sorry. Huh. And then that my orchestra, the head of DHS, I've never seen anything like this. Where's Congress? 
they made believe that a fake hearing about him the other day and he lied about everything. <clears throat> you have millions pouring over the border. Where are they all going? How many are infected with tuberculosis? How many are infected with other diseases that are communicable? How many are outright criminals? How many prisons have been emptied in Central America and Africa to release them upon this broken nation? We're like a cell in a body that's been damaged by some sort of chemical and the cell membrane is destroyed and all the toxins are pouring in. No, they're not coming here to work. They're coming here to work the system. And no, they're not the same as my grandfather go to hell and drop dead. They didn't come here to work. They're not coming here to work. They're coming here to work the system. Was your grandfather put up in a $400 a night hotel room? Did Catholic charities greet your grandfather, great-grandfather at the border with new sneakers and a haircut and a care package and a telephone? Catholic charities run by that. Oh, but it's, it's not just Catholic charity, Lutheran family services, Hebrew family services. They're all in on the racket, the fake religions. Lenny Bruce called it Religion Incorporated. These are 501c3s that may as well be run by Al Sharpton. Another prize. Gay, like anti-racist scholar Ibram X. Kendi and Reverend Al Sharpton, said that racism played a role in her ousting. Quote, it is not lost on me that I make an ideal canvas for projecting every anxiety about the generational and demographic changes unfolding on American campuses. A black woman selected to lead a storied institution. They fired the um, Fugazi who was running Harvard, Claudine Gay. The Fugazi was put in there because she was gay and black and a woman. She had a threefer. Gay, African-American, and a woman. She had a three for going first. They made a president along with the Hyatt woman. You know, there's a, the Hyatt family. You know who they are? The Pritzkers. They own the Hyatt fortune built by the great, the grandfather, I believe. I have to go back. And I uh, treated this on January 4th, the story about the Hyatt family. Pritzker family on the fire as members of key players in Harvard scandal. It was the woman Pritzker who forced Harvard University to change the rules and rush this unqualified gay into the position as president of Harvard. Now, I was first in the media to investigate her credentials before the scandal broke. The minute it happened, I looked it up, being very interested in academia and having worked so hard to produce a real PhD dissertation, <clears throat> which was published not only in a professional journal in its entirety, mine, and also published as a book, mine, by the United Nations then. She had no qualifications at all. She wrote a few papers that were direct garbage, nothing. And then it turns out she copied most of them anyway. And the Pritzker woman who's on the board forced them to take her as president. Okay, the rest is history. <clears throat> so I asked, is the Hyatt name now dirt? I myself will never stay in another Hyatt hotel. This, this family has tainted a hotel chain that I once... Liked, I really liked it a lot. But it reminds me of an English saying about families. From sandals to sandals in three generations. And what that means is this family starts out dirt poor, and then they build themselves up, and then the next generation destroys the family. From sandals to sandals in three generations. That's what the Pritzkers did to the Hyatt Fortune, in my opinion. I used to love the Hyatt. I used to take the children up there in the 70s to the uh, Hyatt Lake Tahoe. 
always had a nice connotation to me. Nice. No more. It's it's just not the same anymore. anymore. Not to me. I couldn't stay in the name Hyatt. I, I just get, I feel like I'm staying in something dirty. Personal opinion. And then we turn to another piece of news. I'm not going to do this forever. And this, I had to get a lot of this off my chest because I can't believe what I'm, I'm watching with Biden's hate speech the other day. And then he didn't know where he was. And Jill comes and holds him and hugs him and says, Han, hang in there, honey. We'll get you off the stage. And he doesn't know where he is. King has no clothes. What country can tolerate this? How can we live like this? Ramsey Outdoor. Ramsey Outdoor, <laughs> right? Thank, thank you for the name in, in The Sopranos. So Secretary of Defense Austin, who I'm not a big uh, supporter of, I have a feeling he's another DEI uh, guy. I know he has a, a distinguished military, let's a military background, a real one. Distinguished not. Capable of being Secretary of Defense, I have no way to judge that. So he goes into the hospital for some serious event and doesn't even inform the president. And who do they put in charge? Someone named Kathleen H. Hicks, who never fired a BB gun, was running the military for a week. Another Biden DEI plant. Went to school in Massachusetts, zero credibility. And this woman who was running the Defense Department while there's two wars raging, maybe more, this uh, Kathleen Hicks was on vacation in Puerto Rico. That's the country you're living in? I, I've never seen anything like this. I had to dig that one up for you. And now, here's a better one for you. A Palestinian medical professor at University of California, who, by the way, should be fired yesterday, comes out and says there's a Zionist doctor's conspiracy against people of color. And she's not been fired from UC Med Center. I've never seen anything. She's a, an outright Nazi. She says all Jewish doctors are part of a Zionist conspiracy against people of color. If it wasn't for Jewish doctors, where would this woman be? Tell me where she'd be. University of California medical prof defends Zionist doctor's conspiracy calls for investigation. Rupa Maria speaks about health and justice. Are you joking? Rupa Maria, a professor of med at the University of California, SF, argued in a recent social media post that the presence of, quote, Zionists in U.S. healthcare may be harming patients and should therefore be investigated. She's a Nazi. She should be dismissed and fired, Governor Newsom. Show some balls and leadership. Falling on deaf ears. Even advocates of the Palestinian people condemn this. I couldn't believe what I was reading. Ahmed Tibi, an Arab-Israeli Knesset member, said this on X. It is a lie, he said about her. Stop that nonsense against the health system. It is racist. Even an MSNB contributor Mehdi Hassan, and frequent crit critic of Israeli policies, denounced the organizer for flirting with the boundary of anti-Semitism. He said, I've long argued that anti-Zionism shouldn't be equated with anti-Semitism, but sorry, these kind of anti-Zionist takes on nothing but anti-Semitic. Hassan wrote on X in early January, you can't just make sweeping bigoted remarks about millions of Jewish doctors and nurses and hide behind Zionists. It's just wrong. This woman should be fired, Governor Newsom. You have the power. Harvard's Penny Pritzker should be fired. 
but she's still there. Pentagon should be investigated for hiding the defense secretary's hospitalization, but nothing will happen. This is the country you're living in now, total chaos, because we have a man with Parkinsonian dementia in the White House who doesn't know where he is. Savage. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. Now, there is much more that I can talk about. Uh, The news is endless in its horrors that if you really look at it, and I mean, I'm not a sports fan or I care to watch sports. I, I could care less which goon throws, which ball, which goon. I don't care. I respect them. I know it takes a great degree of physical and mental acuity to be a sportsman. I get that. I myself could care less. So meanwhile, I put out a podcast with musician Sam Gendel, who's a sax player, young guy, and he had done a book of my work years ago called uh, The Found Poetry of Michael Savage. It's a beautiful podcast. It has nothing to do with politics. You can find it on all the podcast apps. The news is pretty bad. Every day we see the racist attacks on Clarence Thomas by the vermin on the left who claim to be anti-racist, and they keep attacking him. Even though he's the only African-American on the Supreme Court, they have no shame in attacking him on false charges. Meanwhile, their doll, Sonia Sotomayor, has become a multimillionaire, the liberal Latina of genius. She became a millionaire while being on the Supreme Court with, with book deals, Her books are worth millions of dollars? You're joking. You know what book deals of that nature are? They're basically bribery, in my opinion. I'm a very well-published author. I know what book advances are. Will you give a a Supreme Court justice $3 million? The book sells 1,000 copies? How the Supreme Court made Sonia Sotomayor millions and the vermin in the media say nothing about her. Nancy Pelosi's trading gains in 2023 was a story this week. She made 65% on her investments this week on her stock options. Wow, what a genius she is. No tip-offs there, I guess. No insider trading there, I guess, her and all the others in the, uh, in, the, uh, in Congress. And what about the mass shooting at Perry High, who was a, an online LGBTQ activist and part of the LGBTQ community? who shot people at Perry High, Dylan Butler. Didn't read that long. Didn't meet the narrative. Another LGBTQ psychotic, another trans nutcase on drugs, went and killed straight people because they're, you know, angry. It wasn't the guns. It was the medication and the mindset. You didn't see that story? It came and went. You were busy watching sports. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that story, Nancy Pelosi, huh? No, didn't make it to the news? Didn't make it to the news. Well, I think that's it for the day. How many minutes have we had today? You want me to talk more? What would you like me to talk about? I've given you really the top stories. They're all on my Twitter feed. There's something I will do a whole podcast on that came up this week when I was on Newsmax TV which was DEI or affirmative action, used to be called affirmative action. I was a victim of affirmative action, but luckily I'm very strong and I don't quit. God's going to quit me, not you. I mean, a a man could quit. Obviously, a man, any man could be forced to submit. 
But uh, so far, I've been very lucky. They tried to kill me, not personally, but because I was not the designated, let's see, race, not the designated sex, not the designated sexual orientation, not the designated illegal immigrant. I was shunted. All I ever wanted, I had been a high school teacher, and I said, you know what, since I'm, I'm a teacher, you know, I may as well go to the top of the profession. I want to be a college teacher. So I had professor friends who said, well, you get your PhD. It's a union card. Once you have the union card, you'll become a professor. I had two children. I was working two jobs. I worked for my PhD at University of California at Berkeley, which was at the time number one in the country in a great field. Very hard to get into that interdisciplinary PhD program. Murder, actually. They only let a few people in a year. Got my PhD, and then no one would hire me because I wasn't the designated color, sex, sexual orientation, whatever. I couldn't believe it, so I had to make a living any way I could. So in, in back in 1997, actually it was written earlier, I wrote The Death of the White Male. I, you can't even find this anywhere. You say, wow, what the hell is that about? It was written a long time ago. I was going to do a pod. I may do a whole podcast on DEI must DIE. So I'll read one part of it. As they were rejecting me, they were hiring morons and idiots. Look, California State University, minorities sought as faculty role models. Even if you're a moron and a dummy, we want you as a professor. You see this? Look, they were making sure that you are a minority so they can make you uh, run the university and, be, and, be, and make the university what they are today. That's how Claudine Gay got her job. So I wrote this, having begun my adult years as a social worker who fought for equal rights. I did. I was an idiot liberal. I was a social worker, personally, on the Upper West Side, catering to people of color who were almost all ripping the system off, every one of them. Uh, I wrote a story about it called The Investigator because in those days, yeah, welfare, what we call welfare workers, Social, I don't know, welfare worker. They're all grifting the system, either working or you know, robbing and collecting uh, welfare. Having begun my old years as a social worker who fought for equal rights, I now see the wisdom inherent in the racism enacted by every ethnic and minority group vying for a piece of the American pie. I wrote this in the 80s, 90s. I said their attitude is you've got to beat the system any way you can, and they do. Ask any white male cop, fireman, teacher, social worker, or mid-level civil servant. For every story of a black, Hispanic, or Asian who has risen, you will hear of 10 horror stories from white men about white males who were passed over for promotion despite years of seniority, about young white males who were not hired even though they may have scored higher on competitive exams than female or quote minority competitors. And I said, yes, I fully agree with my minority cousins. Racism is a great tool to use to get ahead in America these days. You just got to learn how to use the concept and your career will carry you to the top. <laughs> Forget about those more qualified than yourself or those who've been waiting in line for several generations. Just step on their toes. Move to the front of the line. All you got to do is yell racism as people used to scream fire to empty a crowded theater, I wrote back when. Now, I was the godfather of something called Proposition 209 in California. Anybody remember Prop 209? Raise your hand. Anybody at the rally I did when I appeared in an armored car outside the federal building? I was the godfather of Prop 209. 
It was a proposition reaffirming the People's Ballot Initiative. I don't know if you remember that. Prop 209. Prop 209, which said that racial elements shall not be used in the hiring or advancement of people in the state of California. So we voted for it. Seven million people voted yes. And one judge, an African-American who was a former ACLU attorney named Felton Henderson, Felton Henderson, overrode the vote of 7 million Californians and said, no, we're eliminating this proposition. We'll hire anyone we want. There you go. Chinese number over 1 billion people. The East Indians and Pakistanis number over three-quarters of a million people. Japanese and Koreans account for over 150 million people. Brazilians over 130 million people. Colombians another 30 million. I go down the list. Those are the, those are the oppressed minorities. White people don't count. What do all these people have in common? East Indians, Chinese, Pakistanis, Koreans, Malaysians, Haitians, Dominicans, Thais, Laotians, Filipinos, Yemenites, Turks, Egyptians, Mexicans, El Salvadorans, Guatemalans, Nepalese, Syrians, Taiwanese, Arabs, Polynesians, Melanesians. What do they have in common? If they get over here and get a green card, they don't even need that anymore. Bingo. They've got the greatest card of all, minority status. And a few hands above a white person when they go for a job or when their children apply for college. So I wrote this back then. Out of a population in the world of over 5 billion, it's now 7 billion. Just about anybody except the man of European roots is considered a minority here in America, a nation of only 250 million people. Have you looked at how these, quote, minority groups treat their own minority populations back home, away from the video cameras? I have. Well, that was then. I'll do this another time. So here we are. Since he asked if we had anything we want to talk about, how about this week's Torah portion, when Moses came out of a corrupt system, met God, Hashem, and then stood against the corrupt people to save his people. Well, I'm not Moses. I'm not Moses. Call me Michoel. Call me Moses if you want, but I'm not Moses. I'm Michael. I am Michael, one man, one man in a nation. We live to praise God. We live to praise God. Where is God? Where did he go? Why did God abandon America and let this degenerate gang take over? Why has God let this degenerate gang of criminals bust us out like Ramsey Outdoor Sports? Where is God? People would say God abandoned America because we abandoned God. He turned from us. God has left the theater. Maybe he's gone to another universe. He said, you know, I created man with all good intentions. Amongst all the animals, I created a special animal called man. Inside, he's almost like a pig. That's why you could transplant pig organs into humans. I think the pigs are the closest to us of all mammals. Interesting, isn't it? But we're different than the pig. At least we were. And now we're lower than pigs. Because pigs only wallow in mud. Take a look at what America now wallows in. Take a look at what the Weinstein types have done to this country. Well, he's not alone. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it could be cleaned up in six months, the whole package. Max six months. The crime wave cleaned up. 
the porno cleaned up, the wars cleaned up. It could be done in six months with a sane moral leader and a sane moral Congress cleaned up in six months max. Think it's going to happen after this election? I don't think so. I am not that optimistic that it will happen. Savage. Michael Savage, a host like no other. A savage republic inside the plot to destroy America lays out the threats we face, prepare you for what's next, and offer solutions to save our republic. Please wake up and fight back before it is too late. You can buy it right now on Amazon or on bondsandnoble.com. A Savage Republic, Inside the Plot to Destroy America by Michael Savage. Thank you for listening. Share it with five others. I remember when I began in radio in 1994, I was quoted by one of the local Oakland Tribune or the San Jose Mercury News when I, they sneered at me when I said America is going to become like Portugal within a certain period of time. Portugal was once a world power, and now who, who thinks of Portugal as a power? And the rich families who were still there live behind walls that are 20 feet high of stone, and they have guards. Portugal's a beautiful country, but it's not the world power it once was. That's where we are today. We're sliding. We are becoming like Portugal. But where do we go from here? How do we survive this? Is it like Rome? As I said to you, throughout the third century, the Russian Empire, um, the Roman Empire, was decaying socially and disintegrating morally. And then what happened? The barbarians entered. All along the imperial frontier, the barbarians attacked Rome. And they broke the empire into east and west. It's a, it's a pretty strong analogy of what happened to ancient Rome, which was then the world power. Because at the time, the country was decaying socially and disintegrating morally, Rome. Does that sound like today? And then the barbarians were pressing at the, at the gates. Sound like our border? And the emperors of this period in the third century were fighting military autocrats. And they were too busy doing other things. But on top of that, in this country, we have a totally criminal system robbing the country blind. We have an unsupportable debt that's out of control because of the thievery going on in Congress. The armies continue to be the sole repositories of power. The emperors, dependent on their legions, became more and more autocratic to the rest of the empire and their state more and more like that of the Persian and other Oriental monarchs. Hmm, how do you like that? And then the barbarians broke the empire into east and west. But that was only the beginning. Then the Mongolians invaded. Oh, yeah. The Huns, the Mongolians. That's right but we're no longer a vigorous empire defending against these invaders. Instead, we have criminals inviting them in. All in front of our eyes, we see it happening, and no one stops it in the government. 
Two-party system is a joke. It's a clown show. One party's supposed to control the other, but when both parties are the same, and it's a uniparty, which I call Democans or Republicans from 1994 on. Republicans, Republicans. Remember Mike told you that? This is way better than anything you did on radio, and replays of this will show it to thousands. Yeah, show it to others before they take it down. Take it down. Take it down. The truth teller. Take it down. Take it down. Take it down. Take it down. Take it down, you clown. Take it down, you clown. A warning to all freedom-loving Americans. Your rights are under attack from the O'Biden administration. It's funny that I use the hammer and sickle. The Democrats and the radical left-wing socialists are infiltrating every aspect of America. Michael Savage covers all the dangerous hot topics currently engulfing the United States politics and threatening the American way of life. Minority crime wave. Ooh, I didn't say that. Death of free speech. Destroyed borders. Perverse attacks on our school children. Raging foreign wars. Etc. Savage Republic inside the plot to destroy America. Check it out. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe your, your daughter will. The Civil War is here, Chapter 1. We're not going to see massive armies of Americans marching toward each other. It's a war of ideas. Americans are roughly split into three political groups, I write. Conservatives, libertarian, and progressive. And there's this last group that has declared war against the other two. Was I wrong? They want a civil war. Antifa, criminal organization, domestic terrorists, everybody knows that. And that's why today I turned you to God, faith, and reason. God, faith, and reason. I haven't done the thing. I did want to do one other thing, but I think it's too much of a topic on its own, on uh, death and dying, that a woman wrote to me. I'll see if I can find it. I pulled it up the other day. I I don't have it. I thought I pulled it on death and dying. I'll find it for you. We're living in an age of total propaganda, unlike anything seen since Nazi Germany. The practitioners of propaganda are at a level undreamed of by Goebbels. They know it's not supposed to be lovely or theoretically correct propaganda. They don't care if it's elegant or aesthetically correct. They know that the issue is to persuade people of what they think is right. That's the vermin in the media. Very interesting. Who said that? Joseph Goebbels. He was the head of the Nazi Party's propaganda ministry. He has hundreds of quotes. Very intelligent in mastering the mob. Our current Leninists know this and use many of Goebbels' core practices to good effect as we have witnessed. Pretty interesting stuff. I wish I could find the piece on death and dying that this woman wrote to me. I don't know where I put it, but I'll turn. It'll turn up. I'll do a whole short talk on death and dying. And each day I pray to God to give me another day. Every day. I know it's not in my hands. I will conclude now where I began. So the morning prayer in the Jewish Bible begins with a knowledge of the human body. 
And it starts with a prayer. You know, you thank God for giving you life, breathing life back into you. And uh, get it exactly right. Morning blessing says, Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has formed man in wisdom and created within him numerous orifices and cavities. It is revealed and known before the throne of your glory that if but one of them were to be blocked or one of them to be opened, it would be impossible to exist even for a short while. Blessed are you, Lord, who heals all flesh and performs wonders. That's in the morning blessings that Jewish people read in the morning. So they've been reading this for thousands of years, long before there was a knowledge of anatomy. The ancient Jewish geniuses taught this to their people to be present and aware of their essence and of God's power and of God's creation and how vulnerable we all are in each breath. And on that note, I say to you, worship God, pray to God. Although he has left the theater, maybe we can reach him in the next universe and ask him to please come back and God please save America. Thank you for listening. There's so much I want to say, you know. There's so much to talk about in this world of lies. And if you're a truth teller, and you have fought for the truth for so long, as a flawed man, as a flawed being, I know that. I'm not perfect. I'm a rotten person like everybody else on the planet. I'm just as flawed as you are. But at least I know what, what's right from wrong. I know right and I know wrong. I know up from down. I know north from south. I know east from west. Do you? Have a nice day, Jay. Savage. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.